It's Wednesday, March 9th, and this is Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill, and joining me in studio today from Motley Fool income investor James Early, from Million Dollar Portfolio Dave Meyer, and from Hidden Gems Charlie Travers. Guys, good to see you. Good to see you, Chris. Warren Buffett has a big dividend check, and Sam Adams has a big hangover. We will get to those stories in a minute, but first, happy anniversary, guys. It is the two-year anniversary of the bull market. Since- I didn't get you anything. <laughs> well, maybe we can get some champagne on ice after the, the taping. Uh, since the market's low point on March 9th, 2009, the S&P is up 95%. The Dow is up 87%. James Early, let me start with you. At what point, as an investor, do you start to get nervous that all of this is going to end? Well, Chris, when nobody else is, I think that's the, the simple answer. A market watch story pointed out that retail investors did most of their selling in 2008 and 2009. And stocks now that stocks are up 100% since their uh, 2008 lows, retail investors have now decided it's safe to start buying again. So this tendency of retail investors to do dumb things is unfortunately well-documented by academics, but that doesn't seem to stop them. So this could keep going for a while longer, fueled by retail investors looking to get back in? As long as we have dumb people, we will have stocks <laughs> that just keep going up, yes. Dave Not Ma- all retail investors are dumb. I just want to clarify that. But <laughs> as a group, they can behave that way. Dave Meyer, what do you think? Uh, definitely agree. We're, we're starting to see actually the acceleration of the uh, retail investor putting money back into the market. But what I look for in the top, actually, is when people start telling me what stocks to buy. I have stocks that have gone up you know, tremendously in MDP, and yet when people say, no, this is the stock you want to buy, that's when I get a little nervous. Charlie Travers? Uh, when you see the fear of missing out start kicking in, uh, and people are like, oh, the stock has gone up 100% or whatever, and they start chasing the stock higher and higher, as you're seeing with a lot of small cap growth stocks right now, uh, that's kind of a sign of a frothy market to me. Are there industries, you know, we've got the, the hindsight of two years now. Are there industries that you look at that you think, wow, that looks a little overvalued, that looks a little undervalued? James? Well, in general, the, the more it's risen, the more likely it is to be overvalued. A lot of the sexy tech stuff has gone up a lot. And to be fair, that crashed a lot before, too. And just because of the way math works, if a stock falls 50%, it takes 100% return to break even. But meanwhile, a lot of the, the, the simple, uh, boring companies like Kellogg's, Clorox, and Procter & Gamble have actually been kind of left behind. And I think these might be good buys right now. Now I'm not just saying that because they're recommendations in my income investor newsletter, but, but they are. <laughs> can, can you have confirmation bias if it's yourself confirming what you believe? Absolutely not. <laughs> Dave? So actually, I looked at, uh, uh, recently looked at the ratio between the consumer discretionary stocks and the consumer staple stocks. That, well, you know how to party. Wow, yeah. ab- absolutely. And what you're seeing is this huge divergence between the two which could suggest that consumer discretionary stocks like Coke or Tiffany's and Disney could be overvalued, and consumer staple stocks like Walmart or Procter & Gamble could be undervalued. Charlie? There's an abundance of blue-chip stocks right now uh, from James's world that are just trading at these mid-teens multiples on earnings, which look very attractive in contrast to, you know, tech stocks, the kind of sexy story stocks, trading at 50, 60x. And I think the, uh, the choice for investors is clear right here. The best deals are in the large caps. Now, stocks have had a great run. Um, but Bill Gross, who is the biggest bond fund manager in the world, has uh, reportedly turned bearish 
on U.S. Treasury bonds. James, what's going on there? Well, first of all, if you knew Bill Gross, you know he recently shaved his mustache, and I'm still trying to decide what to make of him now. Um, <laughs> not that that's either here nor there. It's that's a whole new look for Bill Gross? tonic between us. Um, but, yeah, the, the Fed is doing 70% of the buying of the bond market. So, uh, yes, to me, sort of the analogy would be uh, if I'm producing something that's somewhat popular but not crazy popular, let's say like Justin Bieber wood carvings, and I'm selling them on eBay, and my wife goes on eBay and bids up the price. That's exactly what's going on with Treasury. So I, I think Bill Gross is right here. So just to be clear, you're not actually carving uh, Justin Bieber in No, wood. no, no. I, I'm doing that. <laughs> what? Uh, just to close out on this story, we've had two years of a bull market. What is going to be the sign of a market top for you? What is going to be the thing that will happen either later this year or maybe sometime next year that will make you as an investor go, you know what, I think this is the top and I think we're starting to go downhill from here and we'll just go down the road. James? For me, it's just simply an increase in the number of brokerage ads on TV. To me, you know, the, the more they try to get you in like that, kind of like Dave's point of people telling you what to do, uh, that, that's, that's a warning sign. Dave? Yeah, it's definitely people telling me what to do. Uh, even, even though my stocks have performed, they are not the ones that you want to have been in. But do you protest this too much there? Do you kind of like people telling you what to do? Is that what you keep uh, bringing up? A little bit, a little bit. Charlie? I, I look at the trading activity at the brokerages. Uh, you know, we follow stocks like Options Express or Interactive Brokers. And the uh, daily trading volume for their customers still hasn't ticked up in a big way. Um, so that'd be the metric I'd be looking for. Remember last year when Warren Buffett bought the Burlington Northern Railroad? In just over a year of ownership, Berkshire Hathaway has received two and a quarter billion dollars worth of dividends. Charlie, that's a big, big that, number. That's a lot of zeros. <laughs> that is a lot of zeros. What did you think when you heard the news? Uh, it's it's actually not that surprising, um, the, the quantity of the money notwithstanding. And how Berkshire Hathaway works is that when it acquires a company, uh, they're very hands-off. They let the managers run the business. And then any capital that the business doesn't need gets shipped over to Omaha for Buffett to redeploy elsewhere. And that's really what we're seeing here. And the problem is that this compounds uh, Buffett's problem, which is admittedly a good problem to have, is he has to find somewhere to put that money. That's the problem? That's Warren Buffett's biggest problem, is it, I have too much money and I need to figure out where to put it? He has 99 problems, and one of them is too much money. <laughs> <laughs> but he, uh, can, he can take the cash, but he can't dish it out. I mean, it's well, kind he, of ironic, He right? theoretically could, but he just, but I he guess, won't. philosophically opposed to paying a dividend or buying back shares. Now, we talked about this last week in his shareholder letter. He uh, said the elephant gun is reloaded and the tri- his trigger finger is itchy. Right. So what are some companies that you think he can or should go out and buy. Sure. Uh, so Berkshire has close to $40 billion right now. They'd probably prefer to keep at least 10 on their uh, balance sheet at all times. So the deal size that we could be talking about would be in the realm of 20 to $30 billion uh, for contacts. Uh, the Burlington Northern deal was $26 billion uh, to buy the shares they didn't already own. So companies of that size that I think Berkshire would be interested in would be General Mills, Kellogg, and Heinz. Uh, these are three companies with dominant brands. Uh, customers make frequent re- repeat purchases, and these are businesses with pricing power, so they can pass along price increases without customers going to uh, trading down to different brands. Dave, what do you think? Uh, I'm going uh, back to the well, uh, like we talked about last week, and I'm going to say Costco. Uh, I think it's the ideal business for him. Every store generates incredible incremental returns, and that is what Warren Buffett looks for. Plus, you also have an aging Jim Sinegal. I think he would want his legacy to be under the Berkshire Hathaway 
You don't, uh, you don't think Jim Senegal would want his legacy to be that he hands the reins over to one of his lieutenants or maybe even his, his son? Uh, I think that his, I think the lieutenant or his son can help with the culture, but having somebody from, uh, from above watch over him would be a good thing. James, go, huh? How much are we going to have to pay you, Dave, to get some new information on here? No. <laughs> <laughs> I have two okay. ideas, and I'm going to keep running with them. And finally, Boston Beer Company, the makers of Samuel Adams Beer, reported fourth quarter profits up 63%, but it wasn't enough for Wall Street analysts who are expecting more. Uh, Charlie, the stock got hit last night after hours, down about 9%. Uh, it's gained some of that back today. What happened? Uh, Wall Street's stupid. I mean, <laughs> so they came in three cents short of uh, what the analysts were expecting. Uh, but their revenue overall was up 12%. And they sold uh, 2.3 million barrels of beer last year, which for some context is 730 million bottles, which is a lot of beer. Uh, so, you know, and they broke the 500 million in sales barrier for the first time, which is a nice little milestone for them. So this, this is a business that's doing great. And when you see a stock like this get whacked, uh, that's the time to uh, give it a look. So what is the competitive landscape like in the beer industry because the, you know the beer is one of those things that you hear about is is a recession proof kind of commodity uh, interesting little wrinkle to uh, the beer story is that Boston beer is now the largest American owned brewer um, them and uh, privately held Yingling in Pennsylvania uh, because you know Coors got bought up by Molson and anheuser-busch is now part of inbev uh, so tiny little one billion market cap Boston beer is the largest American brewer um, AB InBev and Molson Coors control 90% of domestic beer production. Uh, so even though uh, Sam Adams is coming out with 2.3 million barrels, they're still just a drop in a bucket, which means they have a long room to run. Uh, Charlie, you, you and I have uh, gone out from time to time sure. and uh, knocked back a beverage or two. Yep. So I, I know from experience that you are a beer drinker. Yes. Do you, do you have a, a recommendation, a favorite beer? Out of the Sam Adams lineup, I am partial to their Latitude 48, which is an India pale ale made with uh, hops around the world from the 48th Latitude. Very hoppy and tasty. Wow, that sounds kind of mm. geeky, too. It really is. <laughs> uh, Dave Meyer, uh, favorite beverage? Uh, I'm going with Diet Mountain Dew. And no, James, I haven't said that before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Diet Mountain Dew, really? Uh, yeah. It's, he is a it's, snowboarder. It's, 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 <laughs> I was going to say. It's, it's good on the slopes, and it picks me up in the morning. Uh, based on what I've read about the caffeine uh, uh, levels of Mountain Dew, I would think it would pick you up for hours on end. So what, am I talking a little too fast? <laughs> <laughs> How much Diet Mountain Dew do you think you consume in a day? Uh, I limit myself to two t now. Two, two what? Two liters? Two, two bottles? Two, two bottles. Two 16.9-ounce bottles. So lots. You limit yourself to lots. Lots. Uh, it was worse before. Please don't <laughs> tell my wife. I'm pretty sure she doesn't listen to this. <laughs> yeah. uh, James? Well, Chris, I'm kind of a health nut, as you guys know. So what I, what I, one of the things I like to make is what I call a green drink, where I'll take things like spinach, parsley, beet juice, cucumber, carrots, whatever I have around, sometimes some spirulina powders, like a seaweed thing, and I'll just mix it up in a big blender because I don't like to cook, but I want all these veggies. So I'll make this blender, sometimes it's more than a blender full, and I'll just chug it, and it gives you this great buzz for like 30 minutes. I mean, do you ever mix it up, put a little creme de menthe in there? I mean, something? <laughs> no. How, what does this taste like? It's just kind of plain. It's hard to, if you put some rice protein powder, then it gets a chalky taste. And I do that sometimes to, to, beef, the, to beef up the protein. So wait a intake, minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So giving it a chalky taste improves it? No, no, I'm just, just saying that it could either be plain or chalky. Either one, I guess, is sort of bland. But I, Chris, I don't have a lot of taste buds. So for me, it's, it's just nutrition. All right. You know what? We, we've never done this on Market Fuller. We're going we're to call for emails here. Drop us an email, radio at fool.com. That's radio at fool.com. Send us a beer recommendation? Send us your favorite homemade beverage. 
It's got to be drinkable, but we, we want beverages from you. Beverage ideas. Radio at fool.com. Charlie Travers, Dave Meyer, James Early. Guys, thanks for being here. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Thank you. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about. Don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's it for this edition of Market Foolery. Our producer is Matt Greer. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Yeah, a little rice powder. That's all it needs. <laughs> <laughs>